<laughs> we're always there. <laughs> hey, it's good to be back here in the Tiki Lounge, man. <laughs> we, got, we got our bourbon. Yeah, we're good. Yeah, we're we good. do have our bourbon. Right, that's good. Should I drink yeah. earlier this time? No, no. Cause we got to do the, the official toast. Oh, know. okay. That's so. cool. And I think we got our uh, our facts straight this time around. <laughs> we'll find out. We're gonna find out, right? <laughs> <laughs> and if not, piss on it. <laughs> and you're wearing your RoboCop shirt I am, today, so you want to talk about RoboCop? Yeah, because uh, I think we're gonna we're gonna this episode. We've talked about it in the past that so we were gonna do an episode about RoboCop, and I think we're gonna do one do finally. It. All right, you ready? So you ready to do this? Let's do this. It is Let's my do great this. Pleasure to present to you RoboCop. Welcome back to another episode of uh, the Diamond Dave and Mad Viking show mm-hmm. featuring Total Recall. Total Recall. We're going to jack you back in. Boy, that sounds really dirty. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, hey, on this week, we're going to talk about probably one of our old time favorites. At least it's one of my little guilty pleasures. Oh, dude, it's guilty, not uh, pleasure. Dude, it's, it's pleasure like, all the way. Oh, yeah. And that's uh, RoboCop. RoboCop. The, the, the franchise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, we're going to not talk a lot about the franchise, but we're going to talk mainly about RoboCop, and then we're going to, you know, dance over the franchise. So, yeah. Because so there I was wanna, so much that happened. I want to lift up a uh, shot of uh, Rebel Yell bourbon mm-hmm. to my good buddy, the Mad Viking, across the bar here. Way to go, mate. Hey, hey man. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he just did that as a shot where I sip mine. Uh, so I'm not as tough as he is. so That's right. Oh, feel the burn. That's actually not Rebel Yell. Oh, what is it this time? This is um, Jesse James yeah. Dupree. Yeah. Singer from Jackal. This is uh, his, his um, American bourbon. What, what's it called? Do you know? It's called American bourbon. Oh, American bourbon. <coughs> Excuse me. Wow. Um, yeah, because they were out of Rebel Yell. So oh. this one's got a little bit more burn to it it does yeah so and you know i became a fan of his bourbon when that show was on over there in the black hills the biker place like sturgis or something sturgis, yes. <laughs> it was a saloon um what was it full throttle full throttle oh, saloon right yeah, yeah, it was yeah. a reality show and jesse james dupree was part owner with the other dude it burned to the ground wow yeah which is sad i love that show because it, you know, because Jackal always played there, and I, I love Jackal. They're, they're a fun band. I've yeah. never, I never got to see him live though. I did, downtown. Wow. We saw him at the, um, at the, 
barbecue fest they have downtown. Yeah, the Rib Fest, the Rib, Rib fest. America. Yeah, yeah, whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. and uh, they played down there. Did a really really cool show. Yeah. And that's where I. I think it's it's called All American Bourbon. It's good stuff though. Mm-hmm. A little bit harsher. We got a little it bit is. more burn to it. And you know, I learned that when I went over. We were in Ireland, and we went to the Jameson Distillery there, and that's really what hooked me on Jameson because Jam- I, Jameson's an Irish whiskey. It's so smooth. It is. It is. It's not not so harsh like this stuff. I'm not as much of a whiskey drinker as I am a bourbon drinker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The correct. difference is is that whiskeys are corn mash, mm. where bourbons are not. So. There you have it, and there you are. Mm. There's another one. Look, for you. I got more. Yeah, don't. That one you get a sip. Okay, all right. So, anywho, uh, let's get back online here with Robocop. Yeah. <laughs> get so it? Back so online. So, you said earlier, as we were kind of jabbing a little bit, yeah. you, you remember going to see it. I did. I, I when um, when Robocop came out, which it, 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 what, it was uh, July 17th, 1987. Almost 31 years ago. Next right. month, it'll be wow, 31 years. Which is amazing. I remember seeing the. the previews you know the trailers and trailers on the films and the tv commercials mm-hmm. and the poster is what i think got me because it always had that you know him stepping out of the car mm-hmm. you know and he's got one foot in the car and yes. i was like this is gonna be so badass and immediately fell in love with it because just the concept of of a cyborg cop mm-hmm. type thing mm-hmm. you know and i was a big six million dollar man fan so yeah and i sure. lean you know, everybody thinks I'm a big horror guy. I'm, I actually lean more to science fiction. I really do. I, right. I, I don't watch as much horror as I used to. Course, I really like my science fiction. Yeah, of course, this film dealt with a lot of the horrors <clears throat> of humanity. Yeah, of, totally. Know, so it, it certainly brought in that much. I'll talk a little bit more about what uh, Verhoeven said about... Or Verhoeven. However you say <laughs> Tomato, tomato. That's right, and that's Paul. Yeah, Verhoeven or Verhoeven. See, I always say Verhoeven, and we were listening to other people saying Verhoeven, and I'm like, ah. And I'm assuming they kind of know because they're in the I media. I doubt it. You would think. I, I, don't, I don't think anything. Yeah, he was talking about how he was making it very Jesus-like. We can get into that a little bit mm-hmm. after we talk about. Which are really, if you think it. about it, yeah, the, the whole concept of you know coming being brought back to life. Correct. You know. What I loved about it was the character of Alex Murphy. I, mean, I think we all did. We all, not that we identified with him, but we all loved right. that character because of I think the. That's f- in our spirit. I yeah. Think. There's something yeah. there that's in our that spirit. That whole. Di- I mean, when, when they sit there and they actually don't talk about it much in the first one as much as they do in the second one, but they do bring it up in the first one. But what made him a good candidate was his good Catholic upbringing, you know, his, uh, his ability to know right from wrong made him a perfect candidate and so which was his humanity and yet the whole film he's fighting the you know the OCP Omni Consumer Products is fighting to keep him more robotic and less human and yet his own humanity is trying to fight the cybernetics and retain you know his human nature which kind of goes along with a lot of the things over the years where people try to play God and like the character Bob Morton, um, by Ferrer, played by Ferrer, Miguel, he, Miguel Ferrer, yeah, Miguel yeah. Ferrer. He, uh, you know, it's it's that kind of thing where we as humans think we play that God role, and there's many parts in the movie where he's like, the, he's not a person anymore. Mm-hmm. He's just a a machine, a property. Well, like that that great line there where Bob comes in, he goes, "I thought we agreed to lose both arms." Correct. And he goes, well, we were able to save his arm. He goes, 
he signed he signed a release form, and, yeah. they, and they, it goes back to um, the character who was in all three of the RoboCop films, actually, which is really cool. Felton Perry. Is that the? Yeah, that's 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 the actor, and he was um, um, he played in all three of them. So, is, um, that, is that the dude who ate the? Yeah, the the yogurt or whatever <laughs> love, it was. Yeah, I love that. The the, uh, the yeah the paste. He played the the OCP executive. Yeah. And he's the one. No, he signed. He signed uh, all, away all the rights. And, and he goes, lose the arm, then. And you know, I was I was just watching it. I just watched it last night. I finished watching it late last night. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, it's one of those things where you're watching it and thinking, oh, he just takes one. You know, he takes a lick of it <laughs> and he just takes another lick, and that's it. It's, no, it's like baby he food. He stuck his freaking finger in yeah. there four freaking times. <laughs> Tastes like baby food. <laughs> Knock yourself out. It's a rudimentary pace. It's, yeah. And uh, <laughs> he goes, one, yeah. two. And I'm like, certainly the camera's going to move. The camera does not move. Mm-hmm. Three and four. And then it moves. Yeah. <laughs> it was... Tastes like baby food. <laughs> Miguel Ferrar's character, Bob, goes, knock yourself out. Knock yourself <laughs> Pats out. Pats him on his shoulder. And that's, where he t- <laughs> that's where he took three more yeah. bites. I was like, are you kidding? And I, I wonder what it really tastes like. Well, you know? it looked like applesauce. Or root beer. Something kind of root beery. I don't know. It has <laughs> Who the hell like... has a root beer rudimentary paste? Uh, why not? <laughs> well, it's maybe baby food. Right. It was obviously probably. It probably tastes like peanut butter. It did not. Well, that's one of the synapses in our brains. Tastes like they did that in the 2014 Robocop. Remember? He goes, oh, okay. I taste peanut butter. And they're like working on his brain <laughs> back there. I taste peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! No, but uh, the, the the movie just blew me away when I first saw it. Well, in one of the interviews I just listened to, they they mentioned that, and I was thinking this when I watched it. So, their opinion, it was just one of the tightest, well organized storylines mm-hmm. in a movie. That it it was paced right. That it was all inclusive. That it you know. And I kind of felt the same way. It really is, but and, and that's a testament to Paul Verhoeven, mm-hmm. who went on to do, of course, Total Recall, mm-hmm. which is a great paced film as well, and Starship Troopers, one of my other favorite sci-fi's. So I mean, he knows how to pace his films, he, and he knows how to get the best out of every actor in right. the film. And we're not talking a bunch of, about a bunch of slouches in this film. Mm-mm. I mean, Ronnie Cox, of course, we all know how much Correct. I love that name. And they were always saying what a good guy he was up yeah, until this point. Right, and then they, they typecast him against character, same they did with Kurtwood Smith, Kurt who always Wood played Smith. like a scientist, and that's yes. why they gave him those little round glasses. And they also said one of the reasons they did that, too, was because they wanted to give it that uh, German mm-hmm. uh, Nazi feel mm-hmm. with the little round spectacles. Yeah. And for those of you who don't know, remember who Kurtwood Smith is, he went on, of course, to be uh, Red in uh, that 70s show, The Father. So great actor, no longer with us. God, I loved him. And he also ad-libbed some of his own lines in the show. Yeah. Especially like the, can you fly, Bobby? Yeah. Can you fly, Bobby? <laughs> and to this day, here it is, 2018, and I still quote that movie on so many occasions. Oh, I did. I do. Some in of the greatest too. lines ever came out of that. I still to this day use. I buy that for a dollar. I never said that one. And I say I it all the time. It's ter- he hates it. And I, I love it. it. It's such an old I, pervert line. Well, I and think. you had a you have a little a, a little 
bit of trivia based on on where that whole line came from. Yeah, CM Cornbluth guy. Mm-hmm. He did a book called The Marching Morons. Never read it. Huh. I just about just heard of it recently, but that's where they pulled that line that I hate. But I'd there, buy that for a dollar. Yeah, <laughs> which I love. I want. I, I want to. I think I can, I can get a T-shirt that has that that guy on there with the, that curly ass mustache. You can get one. You yeah, think? yeah. There's a whole line of I RoboCop shirts you can get. Well, I love yours. Where'd well, you this get one yours? I got in Metropolis, Illinois, at a comic book oh, store. Oh yeah, um, Metropolis Comics. But I ordered one from uh, online off of Facebook that has. Um, picture of peter weller like yeah. half his face yeah profile and then the other half is robocop oh sweet and then it's got ed 209 in there and 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 uh um nancy allen's in it you know i mean wow. all the care it's really cool unfortunately it got bleached <laughs> so it's like a big bleach mark in it fuck the whole damn shirt up that's when you but use it for a blanket you can even get like bumper stickers that say i work for dick jones <laughs> You know, and I buy that for a dollar. I mean, there's yeah. this whole line of robo merchandise that's wow. out there that you just got to dig for it, though. You got to Google it and dig for it. Well, I'm out to find because, something. Because, like I was saying, and once again, this is Paul Verhoeven doing it. Great characters, great script. Mm-hmm. Like you said, everything gelled beautifully. Great lines. I mean, some of the most memorable lines out there. I mean, I'll here. You know, I'll even do my RoboCop impression. Do it. Dead or alive, you're coming with me. Nice. Sounds like Peter Weller, right? Doesn't sound like a Wookiee. Thank God for that. So, but <laughs> oh, yeah, all those great lines, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, you know, where is Kane? Yeah. See? What's the other one? Um, that was from RoboCop Two. W- the one where he's. Um, you're so, coming with me, creep. Creep. That's it. Yeah. Right. See. There yeah. you go. If you don't, if you, I'm gonna shoot this baby. No, we can't have that. That one's not as good, so sorry. How about this one? No. Thank, how about this one? Thank you for your cooperation. Yeah. Thank you for your cooperation. <laughs> have a nice day. Yeah. Have a nice day. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I don't even I, I don't know anything more about this Marching Morons book. But evidently there was a radio personality in the book, not a television personality, but mm. a radio personality that would say, "I'd buy that for a quarter." Hmm. So I, I like dollar better. You got to work the inflation in. Well, and that's what, yeah, that's what was said about one of them. Too. But it cracked me up, the girls with the big tits hanging in his face. I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> yeah, and she's like, and he's like, well, I'll just take, can I have you both? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my god. Hope you got your shots. <laughs> I know I did. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. But, you know, it was a great movie, uh, great script um, written by um, um, Ed Niemeyer, mm-hmm. Michael Miner. Yeah, because um, one came in with one idea. Mm-hmm. Newmeyer came in with the idea of having um, a robot cop mm-hmm. based on what he, you know, understood from seeing a Blade Runner poster. Yeah, he had walked by a Blade Runner poster and knowing about that with a with a, a guy who tracked down robots. He thought, what about a what about a robotic cop? police officer? Right, right, and then. He met up with Miner. He said he hated his job. He worked at the studios, Newmeyer did. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I hated my job. So he's like, maybe I had to just write a screenplay. Right. And then he hooked up with Miner, who had the idea of having a guy who was hurt, having some prosthetic or some contraption put onto him that allowed him to become a super cop. 
Yeah. And I know that they were really influenced um, when coming up with this idea. There, there was uh, some uh, Japanese shows mm-hmm. or stories. And, I, I, you know, I'm kind of hazy on this. I don't know. Right. But I think one was called Eight Mile Man, something like that. Eight Man. Eight Man? Yeah. Eight Man, as yeah. in the letter, the number eight. Yep. Um, and I forget what the other one was. And they really kind of fashioned it after that. But then the studio wanted to kind of get away from too much of a resemblance to those characters right right you know now and I, I was saying this earlier now these days no one would give a shit i mean my god we steal so much crap from japan yeah um and don't even attempt to gloss over the fact that we've stolen it um yeah, amen to that. yeah so but you know we're talking about a movie that i really and i know use this word a lot but i really think it was fresh and different at the time also, we were, oh, yeah. you know, late mid to late '80s here, '87. '87, so yeah. Mid late mid '80s, and the cyberpunk movement was really big, and story science fiction stories. And I was reading a lot of cyberpunk mm. during the '80s, and still have those books. And it was even it later on influenced uh, Billy Idol to do a whole album called Cyberpunk. Mm-hmm. You know, because yeah. he was into yeah. that movement. Um, so RoboCop actually was one of the very, as far as I can remember, one of the very first films that kind of delved into the cyberpunk world, mm-hmm. but not as heavily. But you know, and, and what I mean by the cyberpunk world is you well, got to you got to see it more in RoboCop two. Than yeah, you saw but the even first at the same one, time, but... right at that same time, James Cameron right beforehand was doing Terminator. Yeah, which and was Orion another. Films yeah, did that. Yeah. In fact, uh, what I also found out recently too was that in the very first trailer for RoboCop, they used the theme song from Terminator. Huh? Yeah. Team. Yeah. The Mad Viking taught me something. When they there. saw it on television, the first time you saw wow. anything or a trailer in the theaters, uh, early on, it actually used the Terminator theme song. And then you you can't beat the music that was done for right. RoboCop. Basil Palladores. Yeah, good stuff, man. Yeah, really good stuff. I mean, like you said it, you na- you hit the nail on the head when you said that everything just was perfect about that film, the flowing of it and everything. Right. Music, the action scenes were great. Oh yeah, special effects were out. I mean, come on, when you first see Peter Weller, I mean, not only that, you got to get past the fact that he got his fucking body blown apart mm-hmm. in that that warehouse scene, which. Yeah. To this day, is still very hard. Yeah, which to he sit like, through. which uh, Paul kind of looked at it like a crucifixion. Yeah, that's why he's like, you see the good guy get his hand blown off, oh. and then you see him just get shot up and yeah. dismembered. Is first it's his <coughs> hand, then his arm goes, and so he's basically in in Paul's eyes when he's directing it, he's thinking, yeah, this is like a crucifixion. And and the, that's the only you know I don't, I want to say this too. That whole beginning of that film, I always felt was very rushed. I would like to have seen more development of uh, Alex Murphy and Ann Lewis mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because their first day out, he gets fucking fucked over, mm-hmm. and she's freaking out. And I'm like, you guys haven't even really got a chance to get to know each other. I wish that they would have spent a good 15, 20 minutes maybe just doing that mm-hmm. because then that scene would have been even more poignant. You know, I mean, yeah. it still was hard to watch, but yeah. you would have cared a lot more. God, I just couldn't. I, I, I remember seeing that for the first time, and I was just blown. I, well, it's still hard. No to pun see. intended, but it's. I was just blown away. Yeah, I mean, I was it's, just like, it's a hard scene to sit through. Wow. 
And then you watch them become RoboCop, and that whole thing is cool where they, you know, they keep bringing him up, and then they show the New Year's scene, you know, and he's, you know, <laughs> the girl comes over and gives him gives a, kiss, a kiss, you know. <laughs> Leaves the lipstick yeah. here. And... and then then he comes online, and <sighs> the big reveal. Right. And remember when uh, the first time that he comes walking into the precinct, and all the, all the fellow officers just go hauling ass down yeah. the hallway. Yeah, because he's... Was... he's Heading to the gun gun shooting area. Yes. Yeah, such. When I was watching that last night, I'm like, that's such a cool scene. Yeah, scene. and it's and it, they just reveal a little bit. Like you'll see, like he goes through like a frosted glass, you know, yeah. goes past it, and you just see the outline, and or he turns, and you just sort of see like a little bit of the profile. You don't get the the actual shot yet until yeah. you know they pull around and there he is. Yeah, yeah, in the gun range. Mm-hmm. And they didn't leave it for very long. That's what I like. I like yeah. when. When there's that bit of school kid in us all that's running to the window to see what's going on outside, yeah. yeah, and that's the way I felt about these cops, you know, as they're running from the front room all the way back to where they can view him, mm-hmm. getting mm-hmm. into his chair, and they're checking all of this stuff, you know, in the precinct, just seeing how they're just like kids running. They're just like, what the hell's going on? Which I would have done too, absolutely, because you'd never seen anything like yeah. that. And they're know? up against the fencing back there, just looking yeah. at him. And yeah. we all were too. Yeah, and that's what that's what I really loved about it. You're like, I want to see what's going on here. Yeah, yeah. So it was really, really well done. And another thing too about uh, uh, about Lewis's character when Nancy Allen, they were going to have Stephanie Zimbalist originally. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And she had just come off of uh, Remington Steel, yeah. which had been canceled. And then there was all of this uproar that people wanted Rem- Remington Steel to come back on. Mm-hmm. I was never a fan, so I could care less. So I don't know if it ever did. I guess I think it did, and the fans won. I mean, so any anyway, they didn't let her have the part because they had her still under contract, yeah. and they did. They thought that they were going to go back into production, or did go back into production for Remington Steel. Don't know. Don't care. <laughs> right, that's nothing. Neither yeah. here nor there. So they gave it to Nancy, Nancy Allen, Allen, who who again was against typecast. Yeah, yeah. She'd been just a. Bubbly, she had always been this stupid, bubbly, and playing prostitutes kind of, yeah. and stuff because she had done Blown Out with John Travolta. Um, um, she did 1941 before that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, she was married to. He did Dress to Kill. Yeah, yeah. And he did uh, Paradise. Uh, the he, Phantom of the Paradise was his first film. Uh huh. He did Heat. Brian De Palma. Thank Brian you very De Palma. much. Yeah. So they were dating. Yeah, because yeah, and they were living together. Actually, because going back to our <laughs> first show, our no. test show. Yeah, our test show. Uh, when he was in the back room, when when uh, Lucas was doing auditions for Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. He was in the back room, and so I've I've always liked Nancy Allen. Right, but never saw her in anything like this, no. and you immediately really like her character. And they said what to do about her because of those roles. He said, we need to cut your hair. Yeah. So they cut her hair short. Gave her the, more of a military we, style. And, yeah, and how are we introduced to her? You don't really know what the gender is because she's still in full yeah, full yeah. uniform with the right. helmet on. Right, And she's kicking this guy's ass. Ass, right. He shoves her and then down. She, yeah, she takes her helmet or, yeah, her police helmet off and there's a woman. So. <laughs> she gives him that big-ass roundhouse kick. Mm-hmm. And then takes him out. And she always was chewing gum, which I thought was great. Uh, through all three films, always chewing gum. Which was, I, I don't know where that came from. I would love to have been a fly on the wall, you know, yeah, cause that on was, that one. Because who else was always doing that? Boddicker. 
was always chewing gum. Yeah. He was always spitting yeah. it out. Spitting it out. Yeah. Puts it. Yeah. Puts on her, it on, on the nameplate. Name plate. Yeah. <laughs> and then spits on her desk. And it's got blood in it and shit or whatever. So. Yeah. At the cop. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, yeah. It, it was really cool. I, I loved uh, the whole Nancy Allen character. I, I, you know, by far, I'm sure she'll tell you that's one of the best characters she's ever played. Yeah. Um, you know, I even love, and we're going to jump up real quick, RoboCop 3, where her death scene. You know, just kills me still to this day. I still get a little really? teary-eyed on that one because mm. she did a great job. Right. You know? You know, that's the thing. When you have these strong actors mm-hmm. uh, who just pull what whatever it is, however you feel about a movie, whether you think it's good or bad, when they really pull those awesome moments out of... Which we all agree. I mean, RoboCop, there was nothing but one awesome moment after another awesome moment. I mean, right. Ronnie Cox's Dick Jones is, <laughs> my guy is great. Yeah. The whole bathroom scene where he's in oh. there with Miguel Ferrar. Yeah. And they're, they're taking, and, and all the guys. <laughs> and the start, dude's going out. They all I start running. A, I got a meeting. <laughs> and one guy's like pee piss on, on his, his leg and he's got pee in his pants. And <laughs> he's standing there and then, and then uh, Dick Jones comes up to him and, oh Just my starts God. Talking about how funny great. it was to I was once like you. Man. Yeah. I was once yeah. like you. I made fun of the old man, yeah. but I had Called respect. Him asshole. Yeah, yeah. But one thing we did is we respected him, and, and you does. just crossed the line, buddy boy. <laughs> and then he does that little caress of the yeah. of the hair, and then you just <laughs> fucked. Yeah, you're right. Grabs him. Yeah. Oh, that's. And then of course, the, you know, the next scene is Miguel Ferrar hanging out with chicks prostitutes prostitutes doing coke, doing coke off, off their, their tits, tits yeah. <laughs> you know and then Kurt Smith comes in bitches leave <laughs> sorry call, call me, me. <laughs> <laughs> and then pops caps in his kneecaps man it, oh, oh it's painful that, oh that is great dude and then he does the little grasping for the hand grenade yeah oh. um Great scene, great yeah. scene. I mean, like I said, this is one great scene after another. Yeah, and I thought, do you ever rewatch a movie and then you're thinking, oh, this is happening now? Mm-hmm. I kind of, you know, you just kind of mix it up in your head. You, you yeah, have an idea of the timeline, to B, yeah. And then, uh, you know, I, I kind of forget yeah. that he's got to come and try to, I'm like, oh, he's already going to OCP. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, that's right, because he has to try to do that, and then he, sh- everybody shoots him up, and and, and you know that and that's one Lewis of those gets him out of there, and that's that's one of those movies where I try Ray Weiss was in it too. He played Leon Nash, so he was one of the henchmen of mm-hmm. of uh, Clarence Boddicker, mm-hmm. Kerwood Smith. Ray Weiss, you know, was in uh, soap operas. He's been been in a lot of really, you know, he's that, that guy, you know. Yeah, he's the guy that so, was in. Uh, he's always got the nicest teeth in the world. He was in uh, Dead End, the uh, horror flick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he was also in this TV show where he played Satan. It was called uh, Reaper. Yes, Reaper. Yeah. Yep. yep. It didn't last long. It was great. He was also no, He's also known for Twin Peaks. <laughs> he did Swamp Thing. That's right. Yeah. Uh, he's had an illustrious career. Yeah, and then who's the other uh, the other gentleman, the redheaded guy who's? He yeah, was, he, he went on to do um to, to do uh, um, ER right ER yeah yeah, yeah. huge um, in ER for yeah. many seasons. He was uh blah 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 blah, blah. yeah Paul McCrane mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah who always kind of reminds me of Ronnie Howard. Really? Yeah, he, he kind of looks like Ronnie so? Howard. 
Oh, he does yeah, like got, now. Yeah, bald head. Yeah, right. Yeah. You think about Ron Howard now, yeah. Yeah, Mr. But Money. yeah, that scene, we make our way through, and speaking of the time at which he gets shot up, and uh, which takes us to how many suits were made for this show. Some say yeah. six, some say seven. But By the great but, Rob uh, Botton. Yeah, just crazy amazing, uh, the different suits they had to make for him. Ones well, that were all shot up. Ones that had all the crap all over yeah, it when he gets yeah. slammed with all when the When they said they were really stuff. kind of brittle, mm-hmm. you know? Yes, and then they, yeah. It was really funny. The original idea behind the suit was that they were trying to create more of a stealthy idea for it, which later they end up doing in the 2014 mm-hmm. version with Joel Kinnaman mm-hmm. as Robocop. But they wanted it to be more stealthy, and so Peter Weller was working with uh, Monty Yakum, who was the head of the movement department of Juilliard, you know, the prestigious Juilliard, yep, and absolutely. he was working with, with him on movements, and so they were going to do this, like, snake-like thing. Mm-hmm. You know, he's going to be able to weave in and out, almost yeah. dancey like you know? And then when it's, the outfit showed up, <laughs> it was, they were like, he could not even fucking move in it. <laughs> Hardly at all. So they actually stopped production for three days. Three days. So that he and and Mani and, of course, Paul Verhoeven started working out different movements. And that's where we kind of get that more mime thing, you know, where the head moves and then the body moves. Because yeah, they had to w- work on all kinds of the robotic movements, what yeah. he was actually going to do. Yeah. And, and, and that's where you get that really cool where they had to slow everything down because he couldn't move in it. So they thought, okay, so if we're going to slow things down, we're going to exaggerate the movements, though. And so it became, he worked, you know, it was more of a mime kind of thing. Like, you know, the head would move and then the body would move. You know, all of that thing was really, and there's that great scene where he's in the Coke warehouse. Yes. You know, and yes. he kicks the door down and goes, you know, dead or alive, you're coming with me. Yes. And the and, and, uh, Asian guy's up on the, on the stairs. He goes, oh, fuck you. And he, you know, and they start shooting him. And you watch his movements are great because at one point, he goes to shoot under his arm. He lifts it up. Oh, yeah. He looks up and yes. goes, you know? When he's targeting all the yeah. guys in the place. Yeah, it's so cool. Oh, man. You know, they said that he had headphones on during that scene while they were filming. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So he was listening to music so he could hear music as he was going through and doing <laughs> all this. so cool. Because I would assume, now that you tell me that, mm-hmm. I'm assuming that's why. Because he probably got into a mode, and they a probably mode, used yeah. music, music to do a kata right. almost. Right, right. So he had a kata going. Because it was a very fluent, and it, he took it through, you know, RoboCop two as well, where right. the movement. And I think that's what really made it so cool for me was the fact that he did those movements. Right. Because it was all about that for me. It was almost like it was a dance, the way he moved. It was that's, great. That's why I use that word kata. Yeah. Because it's like, yeah. you know that this person probably used a kata. Yeah. They're just like, this is what we do. You have a specific lineup of moves, yeah. and you just make those moves. When you go through, this is what you do. And if it's, I don't know, I can only assume, I can make an assumption that they probably used music within that. It has to be, thing. because if you think about it, I always thought to myself, how scared can you be of this guy? You can outrun him. <laughs> right. You know? Right. Like we were talking about the pig, so- the pig guards. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, how afraid am I? I can yeah. run away from I can run. Yeah, like like a George Romero zombie, you yeah, know? Right. Just run away from him. <laughs> you know, you can just run away from him. He might eat me. Right. Well, just run over there. Yeah, and he won't. He won't, because <laughs> he's going to tend to want he's walking right. the whole time. And that's another thing. We'll talk about Romero films someday. <laughs> I have a whole theory on that. So um, those suits. Um, I know that 
some of the things that we were learning about too is that how much weight he was losing every day. Yeah. In some of these interviews, they say how horrid it was. It was so hot that Weller says he's he lost three pounds a day because they didn't film in Detroit. No, it was it was mostly all filmed in Texas, Texas. with some pickup shots and um and then when Pennsylvania they did the, in Pennsylvania when they yeah. did all the shoot them at the factory. Yeah, at yeah, the yeah, foundry was done in, at the yeah. end. So none of it, even though it takes place in Detroit, none of it was filmed in Detroit. The, the the whole Detroit commission wasn't up and running yet as far as getting films in there to be filmed yet. So, um, so yeah, they used Texas because it had more of a futuristic feeling to it. So, um, and then <laughs> the most non-futuristic car in the world in a film, <laughs> a nineteen eighty. The cop cars are nineteen. 19- 86 Tauruses. It was a newer fashion at that time, and they thought it was... And they said that, and they, they liked the way that it looked, because they yeah. thought it looked futuristic. I'm like, a Taurus never has looked futuristic to me. <laughs> and I had a problem with it. It's like, it must have some of the best suspension ever put in a car, because Robocop had to weigh how many tons? Oh, he was, yeah, right. And, and he would have <laughs> blown the fucking tires out. <laughs> it would have dragged on the ground. <laughs> And here he's like getting into it, you know. Well, but you know, he was only in his underwear when he did those car shots. Yeah. So that's which is know, funny. So he didn't have to wait because he much. couldn't get into the car. So they actually had it just the chest piece on <laughs> when they showed him in the car, and he was like in his underwear. So <laughs> My, boxers or briefs? There's the question. I don't know. Yeah, tidy whities maybe. 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 I don't know. Peter Weller was kind of a. I I think he's probably a tight boxers kind of guy, you know. <laughs> Haynes, of course. Which is why they didn't hire Schwarzenegger. Mm-hmm. Um, Who's a tidy whitey guy? They also said too that Paul went in when they were doing the uh, soundtrack when he was talking about kind of what do you want? The gentleman who did the music, you said it earlier. Basil Palidoris said that he actually came in and he's kind of getting an idea of what he wants. And he was said he was like tromping around and making robotic moves yeah. and giving him yeah. the robotic feel. And he goes, it really kind of helped out a lot. And it's the, the sound effects were great in this film. Oh, yeah. I mean, the way he, he walked, it sounded like he was heavy. See, that was the key. You had to make him sound like he weighed a ton. Right. Okay? That it was just this giant fucking machine. Mm-hmm. So every little part, the, the, the door opening in his leg, you know, when the gun came out, the way yep. he walked, it had that sound, you know, like there was weight in it. Yeah. Well, and they were nominated. Of course, for the sound editing, yeah, they were nominated. They but were. They did not win. Ed Two Hundred Nine showed up on stage. Pee Wee Herman. I vaguely was on remember stage. that. Wow, and that's cool. Ed, the Ed Two Hundred Nine came up on stage and and it was like, uh, I heard it went to whatever mm-hmm. movie. I can't remember which one it was. Which is really funny because we have this microphone right now that we're using. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this, this little thing, and it looks like a uh, little Ed 209, which is what they came up with the idea when they designed Ed 209 was a microphone. That's why the front part of that looks like a microphone. Looks like, yeah, it looks like yeah. this thing laid on its side. Right, it does. Yeah. So, I mean, and, and that was, and, you know, Ed 209, Ed 209, they did build a large one, but most of it was stop motion by Phil Tappet, mm-hmm. who, of course, did the Tauntauns, mm-hmm. um, the ATATs, AT-ATs or yeah. I like to call them ADATs. Mm-hmm. And he did Dragon Slayer. He did Willow. And Rob Botton, who designed RoboCop, went on to do Legend mm-hmm. with Tom Cruise. You know, did, did mm-hmm. the, the you know the, the design of the Legend creature. Oh, really? He did the design for uh, Tim Curry. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. And then came off the Thing at the time. Thing, yeah. yeah. 
And also, which is so great, Rob Bonton did the effects for or did the design for Total Recall. Mm. So this is really cool that we're kind of like doing this today because right. you know, that it all comes full says circle. it all comes full circle, right? Yeah. Right. So, what was the name of the character that was the black gentleman who was the bad guy? He was one of Boddicker's crew. Oh God! Yeah, the guy Nash? Who, yeah, Nash the guy who screamed. Ray, uh, no, Ray Wise. That's, no, it was um, yeah, Wise. it was uh, Jesse DeGoines. Played Jesse Joe. Goins yeah, played, played Joe, Joe P. Cox. Cox. Yeah. yeah, I remember. <laughs> he scream all that, you know. <laughs> Yeah, he had he that did. goofy ass laugh. He did, you know. And remember when he pulls up in the sucks six thousand? Yeah, S U X. I know it. I always call it. Yeah, the I sucks. know you do. It's funny. I was like, sucks. He's like, That's what awesome. is he going to do? He goes, oh, Papa, somebody's got a new toy. And then he Boddicker pulls that gun out and he goes, here, watch this. <laughs> what are you doing? Oh, yeah. Boom. Oh God, man. <laughs> yeah, his crew was great, man. Yeah, they did a great job. Now, and, and, and I do want to do this. I, before we move on, I want to totally give a one of my favorite actors yeah. was Dan O'Hurley. O'Her- Dan I remember him from um, Dr. Caligari, yeah. which was a remake, a 1963 remake of The Cabinet of Caligari. Mm. Yeah, I have and it on. he's the head of OCP. He's, a, he's, he's yeah, the old man. For those man. of you, he's the old man. He just is always called the old man, head of OCP. He also did Halloween three, the season of the witch. He was I he was a mask maker. Never saw that. Yeah, I know. Don't worry about it. But you know, says. he had an illustrious career mm. uh, as an actor and was a big part of. He was one of those old actors I just really liked. Yeah. And I can't remember if I liked him before or if it was because of RoboCop, but there was just something that just hit me about him. Well, and he certainly pulled off the satire that was all over this. Oh, film. he was great. He was a great. glitch. <laughs> Call that a glitch? Yeah. And then he, you know, and the great line in, in RoboCop 2 where they're, the two RoboCops are fighting each other. He's like, behave yourselves. You know, like that's going to work. So, you tell a couple of sides. And it, you know what's bizarre is I recently saw a movie with his son in it. Really? Yeah. What's his son do? Well, his son's an actor. Well, I get that, but I mean, what what things is he doing? I knew you would do that to yeah, me. Yeah, well, here, I can see if I can. So we're going to see if we can pull it up. And then Dan O'Hurlery was also in Twin Peaks as well. So, um, but yeah, he, his son. Father of actor Gavin O'Hurley. Yeah, yeah. All right, so it's Gavin O'Hurley. Yeah, and I couldn't tell you what Gavin O'Hurley, but I just saw it the other day, and I can't remember what he was in. He was in... Read off some of that, those juicy tidbits. Well, 70s, he did a lot of 70s, started in the 70s, yeah. and he went through name, name the somebody. 90s into the 2000s. He started with California Kid in 74, um, Superman 3. That's it. And yeah. He, he oh, Brad and I just, Wilson. so so Gammon O'Hillary, and Descent 2. That, never, yes, Descent That's the, what two. I just watched the other night. Oh, okay. Never Say Never Again. Oh, okay. He did the Dirty Dozen, The Next Mission, Death yeah. Wish 3, Willow. He's in Willow. Willow, yeah. Oh, yeah, he is. He was in Lonesome Dove. So if everybody remembers, the Gavin in Superman 3 played um, the guy who went to Smallville and always picked on Clark. Hmm. And then later on, he's, he's in that bowling scene where he's like trying to teach his son how to bowl. The classic bowling scene. Sorry, not, not, he's not trying, trying to teach his son. He's trying to teach, uh, I think, Lana's son how to bowl. Lana hmm. Lane's, Lane's son how to bowl. Hmm. And... Um, yeah, so I was watching um, The Descent 2, and, and Gavin was in it. Yeah. And that's the son of Dan. Or, 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 I can never say his name. Or Hurley. Or Hurley. 
Just think of Saturday Night Live. Yeah. The Hurley He Boy. <laughs> so, For God's sakes, let the boy watch your grandma's dog. <laughs> yeah. So um, let's go on. Let's, uh, so then after that film, of course, which made at the time, it opened number one at the box office, making $8 million, which really, when you think about it, is nothing, considering Deadpool 2 made 300 uh, right. On right. the first weekend. Right. But, you know, we got to account for inflation. So June 22nd, 1990, we get RoboCop 2. So three years later. Yeah. Still riding high. We still got um, Peter Weller and Nancy Allen in it. I know I went to and see Dan it. And Dan O'Hurley. He I haven't seen it. it in a long time. Yeah. It's one of the ones I like because, uh, well, it's directed by Irving Kirshner, who we know did Empire Strikes Back. And I was really excited to hear that Leonard Rosenman. And Kirshner did Never Say Never Again. Oh, Kirshner. Yeah, yeah Kirshner that's right. Did, yeah. That's where we, I just read it. It was him that did it. He also did Eyes of Laura Mars, which yes. I always, is a great little horror film. Yeah. And then Return of the Man Called Horse. Yes. Great film. Yes. So, But RoboCop 2 was his last film. That's what you told me, yeah. Yeah, that was yeah, his last Yeah, which I film. did not realize. So yeah. this guy was already old. Was he, he born was. in like 1923? 23, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, written by Frank Miller, the greatest comic book writer ever. You think so, huh? I do. I do. I used to not be a Frank Miller fan. Interesting. Written by Frank Miller, changed by, by Wallen Green, okay? Who took... Because Frank, of course, Frank wrote a really dark version mm. of RoboCop 2. Mm. Of, and it, it's still dark. And once again, we you, you know if you recall last time... He asked me if I like dark films, and I do. Correct, right. And so that's why I really am kind of partial to RoboCop 2 because of its dark, even darker nature mm-hmm. and the fact that Frank Miller it not only wrote it, he actually makes a little appearance in it. So RoboCop 2 is about about yeah. Kane, who's a drug lord, makes a drug called Nuke. You shoot it up. You know, it's the new synthetic drug out there. And there's a scene where he goes over, he goes into the warehouse where Nuke is being made and it goes up into like a little trailer, and there's Frank Miller. Frank Miller's the, the guy who's the He's chemist. Making... The chemist. Because he even calls him Frank. He goes, Frank. He, he tries it out. He goes, oh, nuke. He goes, we're going to have everybody doing nuke. We're going to change the world. And he you know, he shoots it up. And he goes, Frank, you got to change whatever drug you know piece was in. He goes, it's making my teeth squiggly. <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> and there's, I hate squiggly teeth. Yeah. And there's, there's Frank Miller right there, man. Wow. That's you know that's kind of why I liked it. It was just it was different. You know we had a couple of new characters, Belinda Bauer, who played the new scientist, who came up with the RoboCop two program, where she wanted to use uh, prisoners. She she thought candidates would be prisoners. That's that's not a good way to go. No, and then of course RoboCop him you know Murphy Alex Murphy RoboCop they go after Tom Noonan who's Nuke, and they you know bust him. Huh? Any relation? To who? Peter. No. Okay, just checking. <laughs> you never know. And, you know, he busts him, uh, <laughs> fucks him up really bad. Well, in we a, may in find a, out that he actually he is could later. Be. But you never know. If anybody could be. wants to tell us that. And Tom Noonan went on to do Monster Squad. Oh, yeah. He was the Frankenstein creature in Monster Squad. Oh, okay. Bogus. Bogus. <laughs> did you like that film? I love it. It's okay. cute as hell. We'll talk and about that. Did you ever watch Hell on Wheels? No. The Western? No. Oh, yeah. He plays a crazy-ass preacher okay. who's sort of the antagonist against yeah. the main character in Hell on Wheels, the TV wow. show. Great. Okay. 
And then, of course, uh, Last Action Hero. He was the bad guy in Last Action Hero. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I know. Big, tall, doing. skinny yeah, dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he was in uh, Manhunter. Manhunter, which is based on Red Dragon. Red Dragon, right? Yes. Right. Yeah. Okay, I'm with you. Are you with I'm me? I'm with you, man. Yeah. I got you. Music by the great Leonard Resman. Rosenman. Rosenman. Yes. Your favorite. I am. It's Lord of the Rings. Lord this of guy the Rings, loves the animated. The animated. Sheet. Yeah. Uh, film, yeah. But then I found out he did Beneath the Planet of the Apes soundtrack. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. And I'm a huge Planet of the Apes. That'll be a show. We're going to talk apes. Yeah. Soon. Yeah. The RoboCop 2 movie was just so, like I said, it was it was a continuation. We're now taking a character a little bit further. Okay. But it wasn't directly after. No, it was not. The first one. You're right. You're right. It was. It takes place down the line. And I'll be honest, I don't even understand the timeline of RoboCop, because they never give you a date. Well, they actually do. They do actually talk about it uh, now. I mean, they they kind of tell you what takes place where and when. Uh, okay, so, but back then they didn't. No, it was unbeknownst dates. Right, which is what I, it was sort of like. It was sort of like uh, Max Hedrum, where where it started out with sometime in the future. Yeah, and I think I that was my problem with trying to follow these films, and why I didn't know if they really worked for me as they kept going. And they, I think they do. I think they still hold up great. Some better than others. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and we did a lot of research here, so we could be kind of spot on. But, you know, we're not all about the research, too. We're also about the memories of when we watched these Yeah, we're films. really about, I mean, and that's why I was going to ask you, what, you know, what were some of your, what were some of your favorite scenes in the original RoboCop? Once well, in- definitely one, of, I think one of the, the, the final battle scene. Mm-hmm. In the. In the foundry area. In the, the foundry the where foundry, the, the, the guy... Ironworks place. <laughs> the dude with the red hair from ER. Yes, when he... <laughs> he gets totally gets... gooped on by nuclear yeah. waste material, and he's like melting. He's like... I even watched it last night. I'm like, oh, he's going to hit RoboCop. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, no. And then he does that spin move, and I'm like, oh, yeah, he moves out of the way, and he yeah. just drives right into Right him. into him, and he explodes, and apparently... And, and, and it's so disgusting. It is. That what, scene. And then he's like... <laughs> and then he's like uh get away from me man yeah. remember yeah wise like, runs yeah into him? wise does yeah and then he, he pushes him away and, <laughs> and then he, he ends up bodiker is being chased by lewis yeah and then and then bodiker's looking back and he turns around and there he is and goes good <laughs> flat yeah and they said that that was multiple days of the the food service they had it all in a uh. pot and that's what they dumped on the car was it's nasty. When it, goes, it was days of leftovers yeah. that they nasty. Had in no, a pot. That smelled that. bad. But that was a gross. But, the, but the head goes, so the whole body dissipates. Yeah, and the head goes kaplunk kaplunk over the car. And then you know the 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 battle scene between uh, RoboCop and and um, oh, Ed two hundred nine. You know we see, you know he gets blasted so bad that his screen is broken on his yeah. helmet, and you see. His eye, uh, you know, Peter Weller's eyes looking around, you know, and that 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 scene really brings some humanity back into him where you're like, he's not just a robot. He is actually a human being. Right. Because you could see the fear on RoboCop's face. Right. You know, which is Murphy. Right. You know. Yeah. So. Yeah, because he kept looking out. Yeah. He's like looking out. Yeah. Uh, and then. And then, it, and then there's the funny 209 <clears throat> scene at the end where he's all. Yeah. And then the legs are. Yeah. Like, oh, crap. Wait a minute. Right. And then he goes, 
<laughs> and how about that scream that it does, dude, when it's on the stage? It sounds like a baby. Yeah, it's like, yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, it sounded like a little or baby. Or like a rabbit. You ever heard a rabbit in yeah. peril? Yeah. That's what it reminds me of. Yeah, because whenever I put rabbits in peril, they make that noise. <laughs> and I do it often. My folks. dog grabbed a rabbit one time and I heard it oh, scream. Terrible. It was horrible. Maui doesn't do that. Yeah, well, he doesn't even know what a, he knows that he, there are rabbits out in the backyard, but he didn't know they're rabbits. He's, right. He he's more just protective, going get out of my backyard. Yeah. Because they like take off, and then he'll go after him. Like God, you're slow. <laughs> so it's like, dude, really? <laughs> well, they had the you know the scene uh, uh, that's that I always thought was really cool was early on in the film. One of his first deals is when he goes up against the guy in the shop. You know, the guy who's getting ready to. He comes in and kicks the cans away. Open up your safe. We don't have a safe. And then he oh, kicks the right. cans and there's yeah. a safe in the little convenience shop. Yeah, that's that's one of his first appearances. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Besides the chick getting raped. Mm-hmm. And that came. I right will call a cross crisis hotline. Yes, <laughs> and she's like, uh, I don't know what to do about this. Yeah, she's like, Oh, thank you so much. You are in shock. I will call a crisis hotline. Or some shit like yeah. that. And the I don't want you Robocop fans to fucking start writing me going, that's not what he said. Right, right. Well, and you know, he, uh, that the guy who comes in to rob the shop, he grabs a comic book, and they have a couple of things there that were indicative of inspiration, too. Uh-huh. He grabs an Iron Man comic book, mm-hmm. and then there's ROM comic books uh, on the shelf, too. ROM the Space Knight. ROM the Space Knight. Uh, I remember collecting I used to have the toy and everything. Really? I yeah, there was a ROM did toy. Did ROM toy? Yeah, you had the little, the little... I remember it now. Yeah, like it was like their, their Green Lantern... Yeah, it was like a big gun. It was, yeah, it was like, like a beacon or something. Yeah, right. Weird. Because it shot out a huge ray. Yeah. Which... But the Space Knights were, Rom was one of many Space Knights. Yes. Just like Green Lanterns. Yes. Which yeah. is once again Marvel stealing what it could from, mm. oh, from DC. Damn. <laughs> well, all right. <laughs> so anyway, there's some more homages. But yeah, I yeah. was amazed at all the all the uh, reflections of um, of influence that had this, that this yeah. movie had. Uh, Metropolis, the day the Earth stood still. Yeah, uh, which you know, next time I watch and I've watched the thing a gazillion times. I own like so many different formats mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. I had the box set. I had the box set on VHS, and I had the box set on um, DVD, and then I had the Criterion for a brief moment, and then I got them on Blu-ray. So the Blu-ray isn't the extended version? No. The Criterion? And for those of you who don't know about the Criterion extended version of RoboCop, has the infamous death scene. Uh, if you remember the beginning of the film, where they're, they bring, they're bringing out Ed 209, and everybody's sitting around the boardroom, and Dick Jones is there, and the old man's there, and then Miguel Ferrar, Bob, is there. And they bring in the Ed 209, and they ask the one guy, he goes, hey, you know, hold the gun up to him. And it holds a gun up to him. And you later find out that that guy knew too much information or something. And so Bob had put a, um, or a Dick, Dick Jones had put a, a hit on him. Um, you didn't catch I've... that ever? He knew too much. Uh, so I had to put an right. end to him. Remember? He goes, he knew too much. That's right. Yeah. That's right. That's so, right. so that infamous scene where Ed 209 just fucking blast him. That scene was so much longer. And much more violent than what we got in the film. film, You got to remember the first film was when it was done was X rated. Mm -hmm. It went through numerous cuts to even bring it down to an R rated film. Yeah, yeah. 
So, and a lot of people think that it's it wasn't you know forget that it was an R-rated film. It was an R-rated film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, RoboCop. Well, and especially so, just for language. Yeah, like planes, trains, and automobiles. It's not. It's an R-rated film. Why? Because at the end of the film, he goes fuck, 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 fuck at the person behind the counter. That's why. That's so and that, stupid. When that guy's robbing today, the store, remember he's shooting him, and he's like, "Yeah, me, fuck me." And right. He's like, yeah. Yeah. So. So, but it was the extreme violence, obviously. But the violence is what pushed it over the R. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, they had to back it down. They had to back it down. But so man. you get that criterion, you get that whole death scene. And, I mean, it's brutal. Holy yeah. cow. It's more brutal than Murphy being killed. Yeah. On YouTube, it, you can, it says extended yeah. scene yeah. on there. But, yeah, I remember watching that criterion version. I found it at a CD warehouse one night mm-hmm. for, I don't know, 10 bucks, And... Uh, watching it and i'm like whoa i don't remember that yeah it's like just keeps going and going and going yeah and everybody's screaming and i love that that scene because and i don't know if it was scripted or what i don't know how paul verhoven got the people to do what they did that there's this moment where like there's no music you hear the the gun winding down off of ed 209 and there's like this and then like Somebody call an ambulance. You know what I mean? Just this, like, like a deafness, you know, where people just don't know what to do. I'm like, how did you get that out of that scene? Because it's almost for real. People would be in shock, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah, because, like, the guy, uh, like, uh, when I'm watching it uh, last night, I'm watching it for a different reason, you know, in different ways. Yeah. Now, knowing that we're going to be talking about it, I'm watching it for different things. And the one thing that I did notice is they don't play the score a lot. No. In that film. Right. You know, there's moments where I'm like, well, there's going to be music here, right? Yeah. But just like you just said. Like there's nothing. No, there's this eerie silence. It's kind of a hush, you know, and then you just hear the actors going, somebody call an ambulance. Yeah. Where normally you'd yeah. hear, dun, 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 yeah. I'm alone, oh, yeah. oh, or, <laughs> you know, you're like, you're hearing shit. Yeah. And it's just like, and then they're just – I remember the woman being held by Morton, right? The woman was clinging to Morton. Yeah. And he's just like, he doesn't know what to do. Right. Because his, he's, got a, he's got a lack of humanity. Bob Morton does, yeah. You know, and but he just barely d- – Which in a way – he has a lack of humanity, but in a way he creates a program that retains humanity in it. And however, it's whatever his motives are. So Bob isn't actually a bad guy. But he's not the nicest guy. Well, none but if of I had are. to pick from all of them to go to yeah. dinner with, I'd go with Bob uh, over yeah. Dick Jones. Yeah. Dick is a dick. As long as I know that he's buying ahead of time. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. Bob could leave you with a bill. Yeah. He could. But he'd give you a little vial of Coke. I'd be okay. <laughs> little, little, <laughs> a little sniffy sniffy. A little sniffy sniffy. <laughs> wow. So so anyway anyway so we we've talked about RoboCop here we yeah. danced lightly on RoboCop it's a great too. movie if you have not seen this movie I'm just I'm a fan of the series you know because mm-hmm. we did RoboCop two which we you know just lightly touched yeah, on just tipped in it RoboCop three uh, which is not the greatest film of all time but it, it's an endearing film a little bit more playful it went in to do RoboCop the series. Uh, we had a, a series of, I think, four RoboCop films from a sci-fi series. 
with Paige Fletcher as a Canadian actor as RoboCop. Then we got the 2014 film with Joel Kinnaman, which I'd like to someday day come back and revisit that one because mm-hmm. I really enjoyed the remake a lot. Yeah. Uh, well, maybe we'll touch on that on another show. Yeah, I we'll mean, just... we, we can we'll come back and revisit this because yeah. I still want to talk about two, yeah. and I do have things to talk about three. Well, and we can talk shortly about them and throw them right. in with some music or something. You know, we, and then we got a lot of other things. There's to talk still about talk about a sequel to the 2014. Correct. It's Which still out do. there. Well, they've also talked about a brand new one coming out that's actually going to take place at the end of the '87 one. Hmm. They're talking about it, yeah. I heard about that because Edwin Newmeyer, who's still alive, is is actually um, uh, in talks of correct doing that one. Yeah. So yeah. So the original one of the original writers is com- is thinking about coming back and doing it. One. So for your you fans out there, I don't want you to think that we're just blowing off two and three. We just we wanted to talk about the first one so much. Yeah. I do want to give um, another show and talk about two and three. Yeah. And then you know, not not necessarily talk about the series, but I, I definitely want to talk about twenty fourteen. Well, God film. knows, I I owned I owned the NES game. Yeah, you know, I have the Xbox game, and I used to play the you know? the arcade machine. I have numerous of the comics. Yeah, I remember the arcade game. Yes. Yeah, I, I played the crap numerous out of, that of the in comics. North County, St. Louis. I still have in my poster collection a RoboCop two poster. Oh. I actually have a RoboCop three one too. I want a RoboCop well. poster, the original one with him yeah. stepping out. Of I used the to car. have a standee of that one, Shh. a cardboard standee. It got all fucked up. Do you have any of the toys? Yeah, I have them upstairs, but for the animated cartoon. Oh, okay. You know, I used to, and that's the other thing. The animated cartoon. Mm-hmm. I mean, this was a big franchise. It's made a lot of money, and that's it's bigger than I remembered. Yeah. It has grown in leaps and bounds everywhere. Yeah, and then have Dark Horse ran a RoboCop versus Terminator. Comic. Yeah, I have I have quite a few of those issues. Somewhere I actually have a mobile. Remember what a mobile is? You hang yeah. from the ceiling a, a RoboCop versus Terminator. I used to work at a comic you book do store. Not. Yes, I do. Oh, because it's, it's packed away. Shop. It's packed away in a box somewhere. Like, it'll, what retail outlet had a mobile? Didn't. I worked in a comic book store. Dude, I think I want one of those to put over my future I, grandchild's I'm sure you do. crib. <laughs> so, but. <laughs> You know, and the and we can talk about the fact that I started writing a fan fiction book of Robocop. You did not. Yes, I did. All right, we're saving that for the yeah, next that's, show. Yeah, I have uh, quite a, two chapters already written. Wow. I just need to get back to it. This is how much I love Robocop. So that's why I don't want to. Um, I don't want to diss the rest of them. I don't want right? to diss the rest of them because right. I have things to say about the rest right. of them. And it'll give you a chance to get caught up on right. two and three. Right. And then also revisit 2014s. Absolutely. With a great cast of characters. Joel Kinnaman as RoboCop, uh, Michael Keaton as the head of OCP. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, right. Uh, Gary Oldman as a scientist who creates RoboCop. Mm. Hello. Mm-hmm. And I hate to say it, Samuel L. Jackson. <sighs> Most overpaid. And I. And overworked. I won't go. Yeah. I was going to say something there. about overworked, and I've got. Oversaturated no is the right word. Not even yeah. overworked. No, oversaturated. Yeah, he's in everything. He's he's the Morgan Freeman of now. Oh yeah, because Morgan Freeman was in fucking everything yeah. too. Yeah. And I and but there's yeah. certain things that I just love that he's in. But oh it's no, not me too. Him, but it's not because of him. It's really? just because of good movies like Red. Oh, who, are we talking Morgan Freeman? Yeah. Or? Oh. Okay, see, I thought. Yeah. See, there are certain things that Samuel Jackson oh, and I the, like. There's the same here. I I think he's a fantastic actor. Don't get me wrong. I love yeah. him as 
But I hate him in everything. You know what I mean? But I'm just like, gosh, could you not be in this? Yeah, do you have to fuck up every big box office film? There's other there's other African American actors out there that you can I know give these parts to that are amazing. But I did like Samuel Jackson in um, Tarzan. That was his character was great in that. Yeah, but again, I'm like, really? You didn't see it? Did you see Tarzan? There was oh yeah, the new one. I own it. That's a fucking great movie. It's okay. It is a great movie. It's pretty good. It's a damn. So we've been talking movie. about RoboCop. I know. Hang tight. We're gonna be uh, we're gonna be back straight away too. We're gonna be talking about. But our, we're gonna end this episode. And we're gonna yeah. record another one. Well, and we're just gonna we're gonna be back really quickly. We're gonna talk about our our kiss stuff. Uh, we are big fans. Of major kiss. guilty pleasures. We're gonna we're gonna totally get our ki- our kiss yeah um hard on on. Wow. Did, is that a word? It's not one that I want to use with another <laughs> gentleman in the room. That's for damn sure. But we're going to do it. Well, all right. <laughs> so our next, so episode 2.1. No, 2.1. and 1.2 will be our KISS episode. <laughs> you, I, I, don't, wish, I don't understand this whole 001 thing. I wish you thing. were good with math. That's I all I got to say. It's math. really not that I'm hard. horrible. This is really not that hard. Okay, we're, we're signing off. This is we're, we're getting the fuck offline. Hey! For this one. Diamond Dave. The um, Mad Viking. I was, was going to call you Mighty Thor, but I'm not going to do that. The Mad Viking. After this next session, I might be Mighty Thor. Always. Wow. See? And he, wow. wow. See what you did? See? Yeah. All about getting the heart on. on. So, did you do it again? I did. All right. I'm sorry. I'll clean up later. Well, we'll leave you with some awesome whatever. Yeah, like on our way one. out. Hey, this was fun. It was awesome. So stay tuned. Um Oh, oh, 1.2 or whatever the fuck uh, the Mad suck. Viking wants to call it. Still suck it, man. Is uh, the Kiss episode. Oh, it's coming. <laughs> Rock it. Wow. Better alive, you're coming with me. Okay, let's start with Frank. Give me a grid. Got it? There. Target. Target. There. Now follow. Sure. Yep. Starting to roll. Voice stress analyzer. One, two, three. Well, what have we here? Now play back. Bring in the LED. Lock it down. Give me a full frame. Clear out. What are your prime directives? Serve the public trust. Protect the innocent. Uphold the law. Dick, you're fired! Thank you. Nice shooting, son. What's your name? Murphy.
drop the gun, you are under arrest. <laughs> I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> <laughs>